We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, Morning Joe and Mika just called all of us members of a cult. If we simply believe that we should have the freedom to decide what kind of medicine should be injected into our veins. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. Today's topic is the Canadian trucker convoy. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you should be aware of this particular news. Now, the mainstream media is not covering it very well, and when they do, they're lying about it. They're being arrogant elitists again. You don't get any good news out of the mainstream media any longer. You get propaganda. You get their particular agenda pushed upon you time and time again. They rub your nose in their ideology, in their ideological fascism. And if you don't agree, they turn around and call you names. I mean, we're used to this by now. But Morning Joe and Mika just called all of us that support the trucker convoy members of a cult. That's what they called us. They're, ta- they're, they're calling all of these good, patriotic, hardworking, blue-collar truck drivers who are sacrificing thousands of dollars. Do you know what it costs to fill up one of these semis? Just with one tank of gas, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars to fill it up. And they're using their money to drive across Canada to protest Justin Trudeau's Orwellian overreach of shutting down their lives, their livelihood, and taking away their freedoms on a whim just because he wants to. He claims it's under the banner of science, but we've talked about that. It can't be science if you're denying people the right to ask questions. Science is never, never settled. Science is the ongoing pursuit of truth. Science is paying attention to the new data. Science is asking good questions. Science isn't punishing those who raise their hand and say, well, I don't understand. I've read something different. No, science doesn't punish that person. Science rewards that person by giving him or her an opportunity to engage in the discussion. Because science is interested in finding truth, not protecting opinions. That's science. But Justin Trudeau is labeling these people haters. He's calling them bigots. He literally called them racists. He's refused to meet with them. He actually is in hiding right now. This sad little man is so brainwashed with his progressive ideology that he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand that he is actually disparaging hardworking blue-collar men and women who get up every morning and do their jobs. 
They roll up their sleeves and they do their jobs. My dad was a truck driver. I couldn't be more proud. I've never been more proud than to say my dad was a truck driver. And I'm glad he taught me truck driving values. And I can tell you right now, those values are not the values of a cult. And I am not surprised that Joe and Mika don't understand the self-condemnation when they say these people are members of a cult. They don't even recognize that they're saying that from in their own cult. They're accusing other people of the very sin that they are most guilty of. They've joined the cult. They've drank the Kool-Aid. They have imbibed the lie. They have allowed themselves to be so brainwashed that they don't even recognize that when other people are challenging the cult, theirs, the mind control, the censorship, the punishment of anybody that deviates from the directive and the proclamations of the leader, they don't recognize that they're the ones that are doing all of this. They're the ones who are in the cult, but they're too blind and callous. They're too deep in the mess to recognize that what they're accusing others of is exactly, is exactly what they're doing themselves. So let's take a break. And when I get back, I'm going to start the rest of the show by playing the audio clip of Morning Joe and Mika on MSNBC and what they said about the trucker convoy, the truckers, and by inference, all of us who support those truckers, I being one of them. And I'm going to share just one little thing I did on Facebook to say I support these people and how it blew up in a very unexpected way on Facebook. And I think it's proof that one of the reasons you're seeing the elitists, the oligarchs, the smart folks in New York City and Washington, D.C., the smart folks at MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, all of these smart folks in the beltway, if you will, one of the reasons you're seeing them become more vitriolic and more angry and more defensive is because they recognize that the general public, the rubes, you know, those of us that live in the flyover states, those of us that actually have to go to work to make a living, those of us that grew up with good working class moms and dads that taught us, you know, the Protestant work ethic. These people don't recognize, these people meaning the Joes and Mikas of the world, they don't recognize how many of us are really out here and how angry and ticked and offended we are when they call us deplorables, when they tell us that we lack gray matter, when they call us rubes and they laugh at our values, they lie to us over and over again and we get sick of it and we finally rise up and say, no, we've had enough of your lies. Men are men and women are women and you're not going to control the mind and steal the soul of my child in your crappy schools. I'm going to take control of my life again. And by the way, I'm not going to inject stuff into my veins that hasn't been around long enough to be tested to know what the side effects are. You have no right to tell me otherwise, especially when the reason you're telling me to do it is because there's a airborne pathogen out there. There's a virus out there that has a 99.5% survival rate. 
I'm not going to buy this lie any longer. We're going to move on and ignore you. And their response, the Joes and Mikas, the MSNBC smart folks, turn around and laugh and smirk and call us cultists. We're the ones that are members of a cult, excuse me? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and when I get back, we'll start with the audio clip of Joe and Mika. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, let's jump right into it. I want you to listen to this audio clip from MSNBC with Morning Joe and Mika just a couple days ago. I think it was three days ago. Here you go. The capital of Canada to a standstill. Dozens of trucks and other vehicles could be seen blocking the downtown area of Ottawa as protesters rallied against vaccine mandates, masks, and lockdowns. That seems uh, like an interesting way to spend your weekend. The demonstrations were initially aimed at pushback against vaccine mandates for truck drivers crossing the U.S.-Canada border. But the movement escalated into an expression of disapproval with the Canadian government's COVID-19 policies. Officials say several investigations are underway into reports of severe vandalism and criminal behavior, including the desecration of national monuments. Mm. Meanwhile, Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson said some protesters harassed a soup kitchen, demanding free meals because their refusal to wear masks meant they were not uh, to order in restaurants. That soup kitchen tweeted COVID protesters were given meals to defuse the conflict and that this weekend's events have caused significant strain on our operations at an already difficult so, time. So these anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths of uh, the homeless. Hum- hungry, yeah. Because they were, they're, they're, they're so put upon. Because yeah. They have a vac- I'm just curious, again, where were these protests when people were required to take get five vaccines to start school. Where were these protests when people were required to give their children five vaccines? They were in the doctor's office getting they vaccines. Started, they were in the doctor's office getting vaccines, and they were making fun of left-wingers on the West Coast for being loopy anti-vaxxers. Okay. Now they have met the enemy, and the enemy, their enemy, is themselves, because yes. they've become what they hated. They've become what they mocked, and now they're taking food from soup kitchens because they're so put upon for being asked to do what they've been asked to do, required to do, their entire lives. Coming up. It's a cult. (laughs) Yes, it is. A historic moment in the... Okay. You heard him. There's so many things wrong with that two-minute audio clip. First of all, you notice that they... uh, They said that they're reports of violence and vandalism and the destruction of national monuments. Well, do you remember when there were some protests in Kenosha? And there weren't just reports, there were actual video clips of massive destruction of Kenosha in other cities across the nation, Portland, Oregon, etc., Indianapolis, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, New York City where entire blocks, city blocks, had their windows broken out and had to board them up with plywood. I drove through Indianapolis after this. I saw what they did. Car dealerships were set on fire. 
Store after store was vandalized. Not just vandalized, but looted. But nobody at MSNBC was making derogatory comments about that, were they? And what about the national monuments across the nation that are being vandalized? Abraham Lincoln monuments have been vandalized, my land. You have abolitionists, people that fought for the abolition of slavery. Their statues are being torn down and vandalized. Teddy Roosevelt's famous statue in front of, um, I think it was the library in New York City, was removed. I mean, the next thing you expect them to remove would be statues of Martin Luther King Jr. because he dared to say that we should be judging people by the content of our character and not by the color of their skin, that we should be a colorblind society rather than fixated on race to the point that we are so divided that we're actually degradating people that don't look like us and being applauded for doing so by Joe and Mika. But they're out there now saying that they're, oh, there are these reports. Well, show us a video of this. And how many, how many of these people have actually done it, done this? Is it one? Is it two? Are you claiming that this entire convoy is guilty of this behavior? In the same way that Black Lives Matter, BLM, was justifying and promoting, coaching and teaching its protesters how to engage in this behavior, from one city to another city to another city. It was very predictable. You knew what was going to happen because they wanted it to happen. They taught their followers how to do this. And these convoy proponents, these truck drivers, are members of a cult because one or two people, if they even did it because Joe and Mika give you no video clips, to validate these reports. None. The only thing they have is this one report from the soup kitchen where apparently some drivers, how many? One, two, three, four, out of tens of thousands came in and availed themselves of the food at a food kitchen. Didn't steal it, but said they couldn't get served at a local restaurant and wanted to get some food. And you're going to call everybody in this particular movement in this particular parade for freedom, in this truck driver's convoy, you're going to call these freedom fighters cultists? This is shameful. Joe and Mika don't even understand what a cult is. I covered this in uh, an episode of The Rebellion one or two episodes back. I covered this of what a cult is. I'm going to review that with you again. But before I do that, I'm going to read to you this Facebook post that right now has 31,000 likes on my Facebook page. 31,000. Now, I've got a few followers on Facebook, but I can tell you right now, I don't get 31,000 likes for anything. I might get 50, 100. A very popular post might have 500. If it's, if it's really, really one of the best posts I've ever put out there, it might get 800. I almost never, ever since I've been in social media, get a thousand likes. The only exception to that would have been my not a daycare commentary some five, six years ago. And that one went viral. You've heard the story. It broke into the mainstream media. They weren't censoring people back then like they do now. They didn't shadow ban it. And therefore I had three and a half million people that actually clicked on that story and read it. But this post that I put on Facebook 
is actually a letter that I saw. It was posted by somebody else on Facebook, and I reposted it with my own note at the top. And it now has 31,000 likes. I want you to hear what this post actually says. I'm actually pulling it up on my iPhone right now so I can read it to you. And as I have been on this show talking over the last just handful of minutes, it's now up to 32,600 likes. All right, what did I say that's so popular? Well, like I said, it was a letter that was posted by somebody else on Facebook. I just took the letter and I added my own comment above it because I wanted to say something about my dad. Here's what I said. I'll stand with these guys over the Beltway buffoons any day of the week. Hashtag proud truck driver's son. That's all I said. And then I reposted this letter from a trucker in the Freedom Convoy. Here's what the letter says. Hello, everyone. We made it to Thunder Bay today. I have a hard time finding words to express the momentum on this convoy. The convoy is 100 kilometers long. The support people have extended is overwhelming. Coming into Winnipeg yesterday was pretty emotional. The comm radios went pretty quiet because no one could find words to express what we felt. There were people packed on the shoulders of the streets, cars parked and people for miles and miles on the ring roads around the city. The horns never stopped honking. On the four lane going into Winnipeg, we thought it was hammer down time, but ended up driving five to 20 kilometers an hour for hours and hours and hours. People had campfires going in the ditches, fireworks and sprayers with booms out with big thank yous. Signs on the booms, crane trucks with the booms up with signs, lights flashing and flags. The shoulders of the four lanes were packed with people and cars. Overpasses were packed with people. Tons of families, little kids all bundled up. Everyone was jumping and dancing, waving signs and flags and flashlights. All in minus 30 degrees. Seeing how happy kids are, their smiles make you a little emotional at times. This is how Canada is supposed to be. This morning, going into Ontario... The support is amazing. The laneways crossing roads, the little towns, the same things happening, constantly speeding up and slowing down for groups of people. I feel like I'm cheating with my adaptive crews. And he gives a wink. When we came to Thunder Bay, they had a big area plowed off. The tents put up big fires and an insane amount of food. Beef on the buns, spaghetti, sandwiches, coffee, donuts, you name it. They brought pallets of windshield washer fluid for everybody. Very humbling how kind everyone is. This is what freedom feels like. I felt normal for once. Not alone like the last two years. Thanks for all the support. It is much appreciated. Well, I'm hitting the hay. Cheers and thanks. It's up to 32,700 now, just in the minutes that I read that to you. It has 1,100 comments. It's been shared 3,800 times. And again, all I did is take a letter that somebody else put out on Facebook and put my own heading on it that says, again, I want you to hear it. I'll stand with these guys over the buffoons in the beltway any day of the week. Hashtag proud truckers son. You know, the arrogance of people calling a hardworking guy like that 
a member of a cult? The lies of suggesting that it's just dozens. Did you remember what Mika said in, as she was giving her report? She made it sound like it wasn't all that large of an event. This convoy, at least at the time of the writing of this letter, was a hundred kilometers long. There were tens of thousands of people involved. And did that letter describe a violent critical theory, critical race theory, LGBTQIA, CRT, BLM, anger-driven, hate-fueled protest where they're calling upon destruction? No, that's not what that letter described at all. That's not what these people are doing. And I've got news for you, Joe and Mika. Fighting for freedom, driving your truck at your expense, at thousands of dollars of expense because of the amount of fuel that that thing is going to consume, making that sacrifice so that you can just go to your government headquarters and tell these people, no, we're not afraid. We're not going to live in fear. We can read. We have brains. We know that a lot of the things you've been telling us just aren't true. For example, masks. We know that there are international studies in the dozens, literally, I'm not exaggerating, in the dozens that challenge your narrative that masks work. We also know that there are innumerable number of people, and when I say innumerable, I mean that literally, because these elitists won't share the data with us. All we've got is what we see out there when people report that they got sick after they got vaccinated. They had a miscarriage after they got vaccinated. They had a cardio malfunction after they got vaccinated. They got cancer after they got vaccinated. The data I shared with you over the last few days demonstrates that. And you keep telling us that if you get vaccinated, you won't get sick, but yet we see that 71% of the American military that is coming down with COVID has been vaccinated. We have brains. We can read the news. We can follow the data. We may just be stupid truck drivers. We may just be these rubes, these deplorables, hanging on to our guns and our God in the heartland. But I think we can think just as well as you can, Joe and Mika. And and with regard to your accusation that we're a cult, let's just go to what a cult really is. And and and, and we, because we're just stupid truck drivers, we, we we don't have the education and the experience of you sophisticated folks that live in Manhattan or Washington, D.C. or San Francisco. No. We actually have to, we have to do our own reading. We don't have a staff to spoon feed us a script that we're going to read off a teleprompter as we go on a morning news show, which is anything but news. So we've done a little research. You know, us stupid folks out here, us folks that lack gray matter, us deplorables, you know, those of us who actually believe there is a God, and it's not us. It's not what we see in the mirror. We think that God is a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger than us, a little bit brighter, 
a little bit more important than you, New Yorkers or Washington, D.C. elitists. Here's what a cult really is. If you go to, if you go to, um, well, let's, let's, let's just go to the International Cultic Studies Association or the Cult Awareness Network. How do they define a cult, Joe and Mika? Well, here's what these experts on cults actually say. They say that a cult is a group that's focused on a living leader to whom members seem to display excessively zealous commitment, unquestioning commitment. Hmm. A cult is a group that is preoccupied with getting more people to join and do what cult members do. Hmm. Well, here's more. Um, in cults, questioning and doubt and dissent are discouraged and, and even punished. Uh, leaders dictate, uh, sometimes in great detail, how members of the cult should think and act and feel. The group is an elitist group claiming a special exalted status for, ex- for itself and its leaders and its members. In a cult, the group has a polarized us versus them mentality, which causes conflict within wider society. I'm reading right from their description of a cult, Joe and Mika. A cult's leaders will induce guilt feelings within its membership in order to control people. And and subservience from the group will cause cult members to actually cut ties with family and friends. You know, here's another thing. Members of the cult are encouraged or required to live and or socialize only with other group members, people who have bowed. Oh, I could go on and on and on and give you more information, Joe and Mika, as to the definition of what a cult really is. Uh, For example, great or excessive devotion or dedication to some person, idea, or thing. Manipulative or coercive techniques of persuasion and control all for the purpose of building dependency within the group and fear designed to advance the goals of the group's leaders. So here's the moral of this story. Whenever you hear someone else out there like Joe and Mika, you know, people that live in Manhattan or Washington, D.C., whenever you hear these smart folks calling people like these truckers, members of a cult, just remember the old axiom. You know, the one that says, whenever you're pointing the finger at someone else, you might want to remember that you always have at least three fingers pointed back at you. This is the nature of those who have bought the lie. They always accuse other people of the very sin the very sin that they imbibe and cherish the most. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.